Making the community a healthier place is always at the forefront of what we're doing at the Portage Health Foundation. And one of the ways we're doing that is with the PHF podcast. I'm Michael Babcock, and I host this podcast where we tell the stories of the people, organizations, projects, and events that are focused on improving the health of our community. From meeting the people behind the scenes at our farmers markets, understanding more about our local education, emergency services, nonprofit, or criminal justice systems, you can subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Simply search Portage Health Foundation. Welcome into Copper Country Today, brought to you by the Portage Health Foundation. You can learn more about them at phfgive.org. I am Grant Ducetto, and we are talking the Pine Mountain Music Festival. They had their first round of kind of preliminary concerts this past week, but we got the 30th anniversary show coming up on Friday in Marquette and Saturday here in Houghton. So we'll talk about kind of what is involved with that and and just uh, maybe some, some interesting thoughts on the festival now that we all appreciate these things a little bit more given COVID and the fact that it's not a sure thing anymore that some of this stuff can happen. So with me today is Charlie and Diane Eschbach. And Diane, you are the president of the Board of Trustees of the Pine Mountain Music Festival. But I can see from your biography online that you've done a fair amount of different organizations over the years. How does this compare and what do you like about Pine Mountain so much? Pine Mountain Music Festival is started in 1990, so we're celebrating 30 years. Uh, 30 years would have been last year, but this is our 30th celebration this year. And Pine Mountain was founded by Laura Deming from Iron Mountain area, and she her idea was to bring classical music to the Upper Peninsula. So we perform concerts in Marquette, Iron Mountain area, as well as in the Keweenaw. So it's this opportunity to bring great music to our part of the country. And it's a very unique festival in that we are performing in three areas. We've performed operas uh, also through these years. And what opportunity for us here in the in the UP to be able to see a top-rated classical opera. And many people think, well, I, I'm not familiar with opera. Well, now you can be familiar. And this year, we're not operating, offering a full opera, but we're hearing great music from fantastic musicians. Now, around here, we take it for granted that you got to travel ways to get to the next big town, whether it's Marquette a couple hours away, Iron Mountain's about the same distance. Mm-hmm. Do you find that the different markets have different tastes, or do they generally, you know, if one likes it, then everybody likes it as far as what's being presented? Yes, well, we we. Offer that, uh, like the Burgundy Trio, which performed on Saturday night, the 19th. They're fantastic musicians from Miami, and they have loved to come here in this area. And when you hear that quality music, you realize that, yes, everybody can like this. And as we were speaking with Todd earlier, he is a trombonist and, and ha- loves good music. So anyone who's ever played in a band will love to hear this. Anyone who has listened to music on the radio will love this. So I think it is cross-generations as well. And we're trying to um, encourage the young people to come out and hear this. And once they do, they'll love it. And Upstarts is one of those uh, parts of the Pine Mountain Music Festival that began 10 years ago to give young musicians here in the UP an opportunity to be mentored by professionals and be able to show their talents to the area and give them opportunity to perform. So 
Upstarts is UP Young Musicians. And one of the success stories that we have appearing with us this year is Miles Mikkinen, who was an upstart nine years ago. And he is a fantastic tenor who has just great acolytes from the New York Times. And Charlie, what did the New York Times say yeah, about Miles? The New Miles? York Times called him a... a well-focused, full-voiced tenor, <laughs> which means a lot when they say it. It does. <laughs> yeah. Although, not being a professional musician myself, I've always lived under the principle that good music is good music. And if you have that certain gravitas on stage, even if the audience doesn't know the finer points, they will understand that they're listening to something special. It just translates from performer to audience member, no matter their familiarity with the subject matter. Really well, good. We're not experts in, in, in judging, for sure, but through the years, Pine Mountain has brought in professionals to do the lead parts in the 23 operas that we've done. So through, through the years, we heard the best. Okay, so then when Miles came here as a, as a young man, not too long out of you know, high school, and you know, we said, "Wow, you know, uh, we we could see, we could see that this guy had great potential, and certainly he's proved that in the last uh, nine years." So you mentioned that you're trying to find this connection with a young audience, as well as kind of the standard patrons for something like classical music. Do you find that the Upstarts program is a big part of that, that they can see somebody that kind of looks like them, maybe close to them in age, up on stage performing this music, and therefore that gives them the ability to connect with it a little bit better? And I think it's so encouraging for young musicians. You know, if, if a, a young person was uh, 10 14 years old playing in a band in high school and they saw this happening and they said well that bassoonist I like to play my bassoon you know I could be that person and it inspires them to continue in their musical careers and Miles Mickinen you said you have a family in Ironwood Wakefield area that's where Miles is from he's from Ironwood so an Ironwood boy made great and and he's the 2019 Metropolitan Opera National Council auditions winner. So he has really gone to the top in from Ironwood. So it gives those young people an opportunity that yes, we can do this. And you mentioned the Upstarts program. Do you think that that his success really helps as far as you being able to attract talent to that? Yes. And Susan Buchanan is a um, local musician here who has auditioned the young musicians and put them in our program. Douglas Day is our director and he works with Susan in putting our programming together and he's done a, a fantastic job this year, not only with the upstarts, but then scheduling the Pergonzi for Friday or Saturday night the 19th, as well as going into the 26th of June for Appalachian Spring, our 30th celebration. Does it help a lot having multiple universities kind of in your touring area, whether it be Michigan Tech here in Houghton or Northern Michigan over in Marquette, especially as far as kind of um, finding an audience and also finding a talent source oh, yes, for, for this program? Yes, definitely. Yeah, especially this year with Appalachian Spring because the, the original uh, Appalachian Spring uh, calls for a, a ballet segment. Okay, so 
Northern Michigan University a couple of years ago put together a school of, of ballet, a school of dance. And a couple of their faculty are accomplished in ballet. So they choreographed this with the original choreography with, with Joel Nevis, the conductor of the orchestra. So they're working this together. It's going to be not only original, uh, of course, follow, following the original, but it's it's going to have a, a super uh, local flavor with with the choreography coming from Northern, with the the mixture of musicians. Joel is is taking uh, uh, musicians from the Marquette City Band, from the Marquette Symphony, and from the Cubanoff Symphony. So the, the those that combination of of professional musicians semi-professional musicians okay <laughs> plus uh professionals like like ross and scott from from Baganzi, who are staying with us for that time um it's it's uh, it's going to be great and and nobody could do it better than joel and pulling it together in in uh and making it all happen so that's that's going to be really exciting because it's so much local we're not you know, besides the Baganza guys, it, you know, the, it's, it's mostly all UP talent. Having all of these different pieces, is this something you've tried before, or is this mixing and melding a new experiment? No. In the past, like, um, we did Rockland, an original written opera commissioned by people from the UP on our mining history okay and that was very much took a lot of local collaboration now we always have brought in professional opera people for to do the leads you know just just to get the quality up there but but uh, when when you went to the opera you saw a lot of friends on stage in the chorus in in the minor parts so that's that's been the the really uh cultural enrichment program of 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 fine mountain is the fact that in all three towns local people get to not only witness and and uh the, this kind of music and and performances and so forth but they can be a part of it too and so like the upstarts program those those young people are are referred to us through music teachers band directors and so forth from all around the up so these are these are are young people with with a lot of potential who are being encouraged to go the next step whether or not they want to be a professional or go on with this as a career like miles has done that's not what it's about it's about it's about giving him that another level of performance it's a very very satisfying to see that happen because we mix the the professionals like like ross and scott from baganzi and they travel rehearse have dinner with the these young people okay and to 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 sit like be a fly on the wall and listen to them talk and 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 get to know each other and so forth is invaluable to these young people that that kind of mentoring so that's that's what really has made uh put a whole new uh, emphasis on the pine mountain music festival uh, even more than 
than presenting high-quality classical music. For the Upstart program, I'm assuming it's not just opera singing. Um, as far as what's going to be on display at the concert, what are we talking about as far as the different performances they'll be having? We have a bassoonist, violinist, pianist, so you'll, as well as vocal. So there's many different facets of music that we'll hear. And that's great. It's like a, a recite, more like a recital where that will happen with um, a lot of variety. And Susan Bilkinen is a, is a master at putting that together. She's got 10 years experience. She's a, she accompanies, you know, everybody in, in the Q&A that needs an accompanist. She's, she's the number one. So, so she puts that concert together um, in a way that I don't understand to make it really, really uh, uh, keeps, keeps you on your toes uh, waiting for the, for the next for the next uh, performance, you know. Now, does she just work with Pine Mountain, or is she affiliated with one of the school districts around she's here? She's worked with Michigan Tech as okay. well. Yeah, she's yes. very versatile. And as far as getting to the concert itself, the 30th anniversary performance, I'm assuming tickets can be found at the Rose Center website or also possibly by box office? By going to our website, pmmf.org, It'll direct you as to where to get your tickets. Okay. And just click on there, and it will take you to the Rosé's ticketing office. And for the show itself this year, I have heard that you guys were planning something possibly outdoors before we kind of figured out kind of what the COVID situation yes, was going to be. It's been a real challenge for Doug Day. He planned two concerts, one outdoors and one indoors, depending on what it was going to be like for June. So imagine the work that goes into planning everything outdoors and then everything indoors and then having to choose you know when we get closer to the date so we're very grateful and thankful that we can go indoors at the rosé with 50 percent capacity at this point so we just have to watch what the governor's orders are for june 26 to see what's going to happen can you imagine you know the logistics of doing something like this outside you know, like, for instance, a grand piano at, at Kestner Waterfront Park, you know. On a, it would be interesting. Yes, <laughs> and a viol, violins and cellos and all of those stringed instruments don't do well hold? in weather. <laughs> yes, it was, it was not, uh, there, there, was, there was a lot of potential problems there that could really bite you. And, and so, so we, were, we were really elated. But we... But Doug Day, our executive director, did a, a fantastic job of putting the whole package together for outside. I mean, he had he had everybody lined up to move that piano, you know, people to to uh, set up lights, uh, things like that. That here at Presque Isle and Marquette, you know, it 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 was uh, it was a tremendous amount of work that he had to do, and then and then thank goodness. Uh, he was able to shift, and it's going to be in the Kaufman Auditorium in, in Marquette, and and uh, so so everything will will be comfortable for for the the concert goer, and and will be uh, sound and and environment will be perfect for the musicians and dancers. 
Regarding the possibility of an outdoor concert, did that affect the selection of music? Was Appalachian Spring chosen because this could potentially be done in an outdoor venue and it would just fit in well? That was what we wanted to do. So Doug was planning that outdoors as well, trying to get a a floor for the dancers, the ballerinas, outdoors was going to be pretty tricky. And, you know, like we mentioned about instruments and grand pianos and all of those outdoors. And then knowing where we are situated, you know, the weather has a big factor. If we had a wind coming down Portage, could be pretty questionable whether we were going to perform or not. If it's raining and blowing, that's another matter. Mm -hmm. So, with the rosé having the capacity of a thousand people, even a fifty percent, five hundred, be a wonderful audience for us for these events. And the evening will conclude with a tribute to Chick Corea and an ensemble drawn from Mark City Marquette City Band. And they will also do Stevie Wonder's tribute to big band leader, leader Sir Duke. So this will be conducted by uh, Marquette City Band's leader Steve Grugan. As far as the orchestras, when do they begin rehearsals for this? Well, they've been rehearsing independently in practicing the music, and then they'll be putting it all together this next week. Mm -hmm. So it's a logistic um, challenge to get all of this to happen. So Three days of rehearsal in Marquette starting, starting Monday. All right. So they've already been doing kind of their individual pieces, and then they're going to work on making sure that everything is in tune yes. together. Yes. They'll sit they're down with Joel, having, already knowing the music. Mm-hmm. And Joel, he's from around here, correct? So yes. this will be his first chance to kind of see where the Marquette Symphony is at and the Marquette City Brass Band and all the rest as right. far as making yes. sure everything is yes. on the same page. Yes. yes he's so been challenging, Mich- for sure. He's been at Michigan Tech for quite a while now, and is, you know, is is the leader of the Cubano Symphony, so I'm sure he has relationships with the Marquette Symphony, you know. And so, yeah, it's a it's a community. As far as the, the dinner at the bonfire, how did that partnership come about? Well, we wanted to have a place where we could get together between the Upstart show and the evening performance. And Julie was very gracious to offer us her conference room as a gift for Pine Mountain. She's not going to be charging us extra for that. The dinner is very affordable at $25 per person, and she's got an excellent served buffet lined up for us. So it'll be top of the line, but at a great price, $25. And tickets for the events are great. $20 for the Braganzi, $20 for Appalachian Spring, and that entitles you to go to the Upstarts free. So get your tickets, and that will cover both the Upstarts and Appalachian Spring at $20 per adult, $10 for students. So go to pmmf.org and get your tickets. And I have the poster in front of me, and I see several sponsors down at the bottom, so maybe we should talk about all the different organizations and and groups that help make this happen. Oh, we so appreciate everyone, whether they're small donors or large donors. And as you see on the poster there, Grant, some of our large donors are Eagle Mine, uh, Payne and Dolan, um, MCACA, um, National Endowment for the Arts, and many smaller donors who have donated in the 
in different categories of giving and every advertiser that goes into our program. We appreciate everyone, every ticket buyer we appreciate because as we are a small organization, we depend on donations. Tickets don't get us all these musicians. It's those donors that bring these in. So we appreciate each and every one of them. And we as a board work tirelessly all year to make this happen for this one week period. This year, it's just a Saturday to Saturday, Wednesday to Wednesday in Marquette, and then the Crystal Theater in the Iron Mountain area. Our director calls this a kitchen table festival because it's put together with a bunch of us volunteers. He's the only staff person. And then, uh, you know, then, so, so it's, uh, it's done on a shoestring budget. You would be surprised at how, how little uh, it takes to do this. But, but, we, but that little bit is getting harder and harder to raise. So, so we really appreciate it. And, and uh, Payne and Dolan, for instance, the company that lays all the beautiful black top we have on our roads in the UP, have, have been a long-time supporter of Pine Mountain. Uh, so so uh, we really appreciate them. The, the Eagle Mine, this is their third year now. And so, so uh, but then we put out a, a very um, complete uh, with biographical sketches of all the artists program and that program that you get at your concert uh, that the printing and, and and all of that that goes along with that is is done by small businesses around the area and that that's my job as a marketing manager to to go around and and solicit uh, support from our small businesses and uh, this year there's uh, there was 26 of them that, that contributed to the production of the of the program. So, so uh, we we couldn't do it without it. Let's face it. Oh, and we appreciate your radio station as well as being a, a great supporter, as well as TV Six and in, in Marquette. As far as kind of the audio production side of things, Michigan Tech, because they haven't had audiences for the better part of a year, they've really gotten good at you know being able to do streams of performances and also doing, you know, audio visual type productions of, of what they're working on in the Rosé. Um, is that an idea going forward as far as putting out something, you know, after the fact, especially if you're doing something that does have a, a visual, almost um, multi-sensory experience like ballet and, and uh, orchestra and possibly even opera thrown in there? Somewhat. Yes. Um, we have a request from from uh, the radio station in Mar Marquette, our, our educational radio station, um, to, to record Appalachian Spring and, and all, all of the musical numbers at, this, at the big show um, at the Rosé, because the Rosé has, has the better sound system, acoustics, and all, all of that stuff. They have a high-quality that they like to broadcast so so yes it'll 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 live on <laughs> uh we we don't have as far as a video production or anything like that we we haven't uh haven't been able to to do that uh that that would be that would be very nice to do but a little bit out of out of our range of expertise and we don't we haven't had anybody come alongside that has that expertise so 
So we haven't been able to do that, but but there there will be uh, the the audio uh, will be recorded and and will live on. Uh, WNMU Radio ninety has a a weekly program of local uh, music and Pine Mountain Music Festival will be a part of that that uh, programming for this next year. So once we are done with this week, when does the planning for next year begin? Yeah, <laughs> right away. Right away, because... Uh, Our first yeah. board meeting is first part of July. <laughs> yeah. And do you do a whole lot of pre-planning, or do you focus on one year at a time, or is it something where you're trying to line up pr- you know, potential talent, that kind of stuff, maybe years in advance? That's happened in the past, yes. When, uh, you know, the Pine Mountains produced 23 full-staged operas in in the 30 years. Okay, so so those, uh, I, I wasn't working with them back then on, on a lot of those, but I've, I've heard that, yes, it would, they would, uh, um, to, to acquire such things as scenery for an opera, you know, you can rent scenery from from wherever, from Italy, for instance, to, to, to fly all the scenery in your theater for, for an opera production. So though, obtaining that, the logistics of obtaining all of those things that are needed in a full opera, much less seeking out the kind of lead singers that you want to contract has to be done not just months ahead of time but years so yes it's it's not a a quick thing to put together (laughs) (laughs) and as charlie mentioned earlier that we're we operate with volunteers except doug day is our our paid um, staff person and here we have a Pine Mountain Music Festival that started 30 years ago with a budget that is probably, um, I would say, a tenth of what it was back in the mid-90s. So we are operating a much smaller budget right now because of just uh, reasons that were we don't have those, those finances. The granting that we used to get, we used to get a grant from uh, Dow that was 30000 for the year. Those don't, we can't find anymore. Mm-hmm. So those big grants are not available. So we have made our programming to fit in, uh, into what we can afford. So now we're happy to get a three, four, five thousand dollars $5,000 grant. Anything else, Diane or Charlie, before we wrap this up that you want to let the listeners in on? I'd just like to encourage everyone to go to PMMF.org, PMMF.org. Get your tickets because your tickets are important. We need to see an audience there to enjoy this fine music. Um, And join us for dinner at the bonfire at 530 on the 26th, Saturday the 26th. Up starts at 4, dinner at 530 at the bonfire, and then the anniversary show at 7:30. So once again, if you're just joining us, that was Diane and Charlie Eschbach from the Pine Mountain Music Festival this Saturday, four o'clock, the Upstarts concert. Then there's a celebration at the Bonfire, and 7:30 is the 30th anniversary show at the Rose Center.